Well, you can't go undefeated all season unless you win your first preseason game. So the Wolves are on track to fulfill all of our expectations. I will say this, John. The thing that struck me as we're watching the first Timberwolves preseason game is just how smooth that offense looks. The spacing, the ball movement. Obviously, you need skilled players. They have that. But it, it almost felt like until you got to the fourth quarter and you're basically playing a G League team, everybody was going to score. Yeah, it was really impressive um, when you look at it. it and it, it was obviously they were playing in Miami without Rudy Gobert, without Carl Anthony Towns, without D'Angelo Russell. And it didn't really seem to miss a beat. Now, Miami was missing some of their key guys as well. But um, to see it run as smoothly as it did, as you said, and I think it was encouraging because one thing that Chris Finch has said in training camp this year is that last year he thought he should have done a better job of being more intentional about installing the offense and about paying attention on that side of it. He thought that that would essentially kind of take care of itself. And they were a little sluggish to start the season offensively. They were relying a lot more on their defense, but the way that Anthony Edwards looks, the way that Jaden McDaniels looks, um, Jalen Noel, they just, they, they found shots and they made shots against a, a team that plays really hard in Miami. So that it was a good, good first impression, albeit just a preseason game. This is the John Krasinski Show. Thanks to everyone who showed up at Head Flyer Brewing last Friday. It was a huge show, a huge audience, a lot of fun, fun people, great topics. Uh, thanks again to Dane Moore for showing up and for our producer, Brandon Morton, for uh, handling all the logistics. And thanks, of course, to Head Flyer for uh, having us out there. That was a blast. I hope we do it again. Uh, thanks also to TSR Injury Law, Manscaped, and All Energy Solar. And best way to listen to this show or any show on our network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. It's the easiest way to listen. You, of course, can find our archives, all of our shows, our outdoor content, our variety content at TalkNorth.com. One thing that jumped out at me, John, was Kyle Anderson, zero points mm. plus 14. Yeah, I mean, and I think that Wolves fans should get used to that. Um, he played power forward in the starting lineup with Towns out. And I think that what that shows us is what we have kind of known as this training camp has played out is like Kyle Anderson is the backup for, but he can do so many other things for you. He was bringing the ball up the court in some situations and initiating offense. He had four assists, which were second most on the team. He had five rebounds. He had two steals and he is the kind of guy excuse me, that um, does not need to take a lot of shots to have an impact. And that's the kind of player that this team does need with guys who are bucket getters to have sort of a guy who just is a Swiss army knife and assimilates well and, and plays defense and moves the ball and cuts and, and gets people open those types of a thing that's, that's why the wolves were so high on Kyle Anderson even before they went and got Rudy, Rudy Gobert, they did not know if they were going to land Gobert before they went and got Anderson. He was a priority. They needed a guy with a high basketball IQ that can just play within a system and be effective, even if he's not scoring. And for uh, the first game, um, he played the most minutes of anyone on the team and really just had an impact on keeping the ball moving on playing defense on getting contests on 
on doing all those little things that we always talk about uh, to be effective. So uh, that was really uh, encouraging. And he's a guy that you just know has been on winning programs, San Antonio and Memphis, and wants to keep winning. So he's bringing that right mindset. And they need guys like that after Beverly was traded, after Jared Vanderbilt was traded, guys that were kind of winning players that just did the hard-nosed stuff. And Kyle Anderson's going to fit right into that gap that was created when uh, when those guys were shipped out. And I almost intentionally backed into the biggest uh, issues to talk about. Carl Anthony Towns' health and weight and the fact that Anthony Edwards, in the first game we've seen him after uh, a reputed summer of strength building and uh, skill building, looked great. Uh, why don't we start with Ant just because we watched the game last night. He just – he made – you know, he's going to – again – it's preseason. I don't take preseason seriously. He wasn't going up against Jimmy Butler, but he just looks like he is put together right now. He does. And I mean, the big thing that we've all noticed uh, since he came in is that he has he's just bigger and stronger than he was last year. And um, he, he, I've reported at The Athletic, he added 11 pounds of muscle to his frame. He has been lifting weights. I think more seriously this summer than he had ever before. He told us last week that he's changed his diet a little bit. I think, you know, as young kids always are, they just eat whatever they want and it doesn't matter, but he's starting to cut back a, a lot on the fried foods, which he loves and which all of us love. And, and so he's trying to take care of his body a little bit more and you just see it. He looks thicker. He looks like broad, more broad shouldered. He is bigger across the chest and the arms um, than he was last year. And he did that w for, for two reasons. One was um, he, he needs to be better finishing at the rim and finishing through contact. Some of that is you hope that he gets more and better calls from the officials when he initiates contact, uh, contact, but other, but also he's just got to be able to fight through it. I think he shot like 65% at the rim last year. And that number has got to go way up. And, and so um, when, what we saw last night in Miami was a player who was able to finish through contact, who was able to just bounce off of people and create three point play opportunities and, and force fouls and it have it, have him not miss a beat while he was doing it. So that was a good sign. He also did a lot of strength work on his lower body, on his hamstrings, um, on his quads to try and strengthen his his base so that uh, his knees won't give him as much problems. Remember last year, he complained a lot all season about how sore his knee was and how that was kind of taken away from his explosiveness. And he missed four games in March to just kind of let the tendonitis in his knee calm down. There's no sign of that right now. Obviously, very early. We'll see how it uh, kind of holds up to the grind of a season. But he has said that his knees feel great, uh, that he is he's done a lot of the conditioning and a lot of the strength work to try and make sure that that is not an issue and he can play all 82 games. And he just really looked dynamic last night. And I think... Um, one of the things that you look at is when uh, when you know your th your three stars are out, when Jimmy Butler is out, 
he was still, I mean, he was by far the best player on the floor. And let's face it, and the, the, the Heat still had Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, really good players, but Anthony Edwards just controlled that game and the pace that he played with and the ability to get his own shot and the mid-range and the three and the drives to the basket, it was all working. So as far as first impressions go, man, um, the bigger, you know, stronger Anthony Edwards should have a lot of people excited for what what's possible here. Yeah, I think a couple of the biggest questions that get repeated the most often about this team are, okay, how are Gobert and Towns going to play together? And, you know, how good will Anthony Edwards be? I actually feel like Gobert and Towns are going to be really good together, and I don't doubt that Edwards is going to make some improvements, and he was already very good last year. The mystery about this team for me is how well and how are they going to defend the perimeter and I think Edwards could be a big, I mean, if, you know, he's talked about wanting to be a great defender. He is not a great defender yet. If conditioning and strength help him become a really good perimeter defender, that solves a big problem for this team. It, it, yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, they, they need Anthony Edwards to be a really good defender. And so to Anthony Edwards credit, he helped or he participated in a strength and conditioning program this summer that was designed to give him more stamina, to give him more strength so that he can do both sides of the floor at a high level. A lot of times in this league, you will see kind of the main scoring threats, the biggest, you know, the, the, the most dynamic offensive players really not put out a whole lot of effort defensively because it is a big load to shoulder on and, and, and it, it is a lot of of stress on your body to do both things but Edwards wants to be able to be impactful on both ends of the floor and so he came into camp in really good shape and is continuing to work on that so he can hold up um, so he can really get into the opposing player opposing team's best defend uh, perimeter offensive players on defense. And how, so he has enough left in the tank to continue to use his overwhelming athleticism to get to the rim, to create his own shots, to be able to knock those down. And so um, yeah, a lot of times that's what you see is the, one of the most important steps of a young player's career development is to understand the importance of taking care of your body and of 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 uh, kind of shaping it to stand up to the grind. Most kids come in and they're not used to having to work out that much. They're 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 used to being able to eat whatever you want and and still be able to do anything you need to on the court because the competition you're playing against is not on your level. Now at the NBA uh, everyone's on your level. And so I think that Edwards recognizing that there are some steps that he can take in terms of diet and exercise to be better um, is a is a an important one and an encouraging one for the Timberwolves to see him take and then follow through on. So uh, it all speaks to a player who believes that he can be one of the best players in this league. And now he's kind of treating this as a professional endeavor and not just something fun that he does and gets attention for it. Yeah, and great NBA players are in incredible shape. And you have to be in incredible shape because if you're a scorer, your first inclination, if you feel any fatigue, is going to be rest in half-court defense. 
It's the easiest place to hide. It's, and it's the natural place to catch your breath. Great players push themselves in that situation, but you have to be in great, you have to be in incredible shape to be able to do that. Yeah. And, and the other thing that you, that, um, you do with fatigue, right, Jim is, is you settle for jumpers and, Mm -hmm. and as good as many steps and as much improvement as he has shown from a catch and shoot three point shooting standpoint, um, that's all very good, but what makes him dangerous and what sets him apart as a player is his ability to get to the rim and his ability to overpower an opposing defense. And that's harder to do in game 73 when um, you, you have kind of shouldered a lot of the burden for much of the season. And so to be in, in the shape that it's going to take for him to do that, that's what's going to make the Timberwolves uh, the, the most difficult team to deal with is if you have Anthony Edwards getting into guys defensively, but also not settling for the jump shot and attacking and being relentless that way. Um, that's, that's the key to all of this. And the good news for Edwards is when in the regular season, he is going to have towns, uh, Gobert and Russell to help shoulder that and to take some of the pressure off, especially offensively. So he doesn't feel like he has to go to the rim every single time, but He's going to need to have those energy reserves that in crunch time later in games, I really think the ball is going to be in his hands creating and trying to break down the defense and either get something for himself or something for his teammates. And so he's just got to be in, in incredible shape and so far so good on that front. Let's talk about Carl Anthony Towns and his illness and how important that could be, if, if at all. First, though, we're going to let you know about TSR Injury Law, 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. If you're injured, you're going to need good representation. You're going to want someone reputable, someone who wins their cases. The great thing about TSR Injury Law is they will not charge you unless they win your case, and they win a lot of cases. They win so many cases they've moved into palatial digs down in Bloomington, a gorgeous place that we've done this show from many times. And if you see Steve, Steve, Steve Terry out and about, uh, he does get out and meet clients. Or if you see him at a Timberwolves game, stop by and say hello, tell him you like the pod, 612-TSR-TIME. Uh, thank, John, tell us about Head Flyer. Yeah, man, Jim, how great was that show on Friday night? It was night, a blast. Uh, at Head Flyer. We had... I don't know, a couple hundred people there. Yep. Um, everyone is really excited for the Timberwolves season and Headflyer is super excited for the Timberwolves season as well. It's a great brewery, Northeast Minneapolis on Hennepin Avenue, just off of 35W, super easy to get to. Um, Neil and Nate and the guys at Headflyer are awesome people. They make great beer. And I, my wife and I have been going for years and now they have installed some new TVs. And in addition to their big screen TV, they really do want to be a destination for Timberwolves fans. So you show up there on game night, they're going to have the games on TV. You're going to be able to listen, watch, have some great um, beer, have some great, uh, get some cool merchandise that they have. Bring your dogs if you want. It's a super cool tap room, easy to hang out with. You can also bring beer home with you, get it in a growler or a crowler take it with you. Um, I, I, the wicked jump shot is my favorite, but there's so many different varieties of IPAs and all sorts of different beers 
to try. So stop in anytime, but especially on a Wolves game night where if you're wearing your your Wolves t-shirt from Head Flyer, you get a dollar off per pint and uh, tell them the John Krasinski show sent you. Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. We just received some news this morning, uh, national news that Russia and Saudi Arabia are going to jack up our oil prices. Uh, They're going to try to inflate the, the, the price we pay here in America for our energy. This is a reminder that the Inflation Reduction Act has raised the federal solar investment tax credit from 26% to 30%. It was going to drop to 22% before. Fantastic opportunity for residents and businesses to invest in solar. The rebate includes solar power with battery backup. There may be additional solar incentives depending on the location of the property. Solar power with battery backup can keep your lights on and heat running. When a summer or winter storm hits, solar and electric vehicle are the perfect pair. Kick fossil fuels to the curb at home and on the road by using solar to power your EV at home or provide them as a service to your business employees and customers. Now is a great time to secure your spot for next year's installation. You might want to act soon. According to some studies, one in four homeowners want to invest in solar within the next five years, but the grid has limited capacity. Grab your opportunity while you can. Check out All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. And now, of course, highlight of the show, John on Manscaped. Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC. Whether you're brand new or already with us at Manscaped, you could use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels, the Platinum Package 4.0. With this glorious package, you can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside the 10-part Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the Performance Package, plus some shower goodies included to elevate your grooming game to platinum. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof, so you can keep scaping even as the weather is changing. Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant. And don't worry, it's not pumpkin spice. It's a cologne-quality fragrance but we shouldn't save a signature scent for our pits use crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner to make sure your go-to smell is top shelf and not sweaty balls go to manscape.com and get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code athletic that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com when you use the code athletic so carl anthony town steps to the podium on monday Talks about uh, being ill, didn't want to provide many details. And as he's kind of stepping away, our friend Jace Frederick says, hey, so what are you weigh? And he goes, <laughs> 231. And yeah. there's a guy who who usually plays at what, about 255, something like that. Uh, so he, he looks very lean in the upper body. Uh, he did not play on Tuesday night. Uh, what's your level of concern about his illness, his readiness, and how it might affect the season? Yeah, so I think a couple of things on this front. One is that it it is clear that Cat had a real issue um, with this health concerns that he was in the hospital for. I think he got a lot of medication to try and take care of the issue. 
Um, and it really did put him on his butt for a while. And you can see he lost a bunch of weight. He said he's 231. He usually plays around 248 or 250. So that's a significant difference. I think he may have leaned out a little bit more this summer to play power forward versus center. Um, but still, uh, he lost a bunch of weight last week, and so he's got to get that back. Um, the good news is that from everything I've been told, and and he talked to us last week about it, or on Monday as well about it, was that he's he's past it now. Um, he has taken all of the medication. Um, the the issue is resolved. It is not going to linger into the season. It's not going to. Uh, jeopardize anything that he's got going. I think he has some physical catching up to do from a conditioning standpoint, from a weight standpoint, and probably just knocking some rust off. And certainly he needs to get on the court with Rudy Gobert and start to kind of figure out how they're playing and get a feel for one another. But I don't get the sense at all that that it's going to hold him back once the season begins. He's got a couple of weeks here to get ramped up and he should be fine by then. Really the only thing I think of any you know modest concern is the all the the time that he missed in training camp and the ability to really just kind of build a chemistry with Rudy Gobert as they figure out how this too big offense is going to work. That's the that's the real shame in this, but from a health standpoint he should be free and clear and ready to go by the 19th with no limitations whatsoever. So is this going to be an NFL preseason where nobody important plays, or are we going to see these guys all together? No, I think we are going to see them, Jim. Um, I think that, you know, one thing that Chris Finch wanted to do is he's he's he has to kind of ease Carl Anthony Towns back from his situation. He also is going to be a little bit, conservative with Rudy Gobert because Rudy was playing in Eurobasket right up until like the week before training camp. So they don't, they want to kind of let him catch his breath, um, recharge a little bit uh, before the regular season begins. So they don't want to push him too hard, but you will see them play together in the preseason because Chris Finch also recognizes that they need to get off to a good start with this soft schedule and so they need to get some time on the court together working through some things. I also think there was a reason that D'Angelo Russell sat um, on on Monday night. And and one of the big reasons is, is that he's going to play a lot of minutes with Rudy Gobert. And so they really want to work on that pick and roll chemistry. And so when Gobert is on the floor in this preseason, Russell and Towns will be there as well. Exactly how much they're going to play, I'm not sure but it's not going to be a situation where they don't play at all this preseason and then just kind of start the the season from scratch October 19th against Oklahoma City you are going to see them play several games together and they are staying on the road for this entire 11 days so they can maximize some practice days and continue to work that way as well so um there's being there's a lot of attention being paid to trying to kind of smooth things out and get things built up, but we will see them on the court for good stretches here in the in the preseason. One more topic, and then we'll get a final thought from John. Uh, boy, once again, preseason uh, late in the game, 
You know, don't take anything too seriously. But man, Bryn Forbes certainly looked comfortable last night. I'm glad you brought that up, Jim, because he did. Like, um, I wasn't sure really what to expect from him. You know, he's a good shooter, but man, he just, he came in, hits four or six shots, two or three from deep, scores 15 points in 18 minutes. Um, And you can really see the dimension that he provides. Um, This is a team that may need that quite a bit after losing Malik Beasley and the volume shooter that he was. Jalen Noel shot very well from three-point range last year, but he's kind of more of a crafty bucket getter and a mid-range guy and getting to the basket. He can still shoot it from out there, but he's not like the volume guy that Bryn Forbes can be. And I thought he was, I thought Forbes looked really sharp, uh, really dialed in. And he has come here. He's kind of a quiet guy. Um, he's, he's, he's a little bit intense. He's won a championship in Milwaukee. And I think that that's going to be a benefit for the wolves. Having a guy like that who may not play 25 minutes every night, but on those nights when you just need somebody to space the floor, give Rudy and Cat and Ant some room to to operate and let it fly from outside. He uh, he looks fully capable of doing that. So that's a really good sign for the Wolves. And um, and you know and we'll see how he sustains that through the preseason into the season. But they have a nice Chris Finch has a nice little mix there. You have Noel is the bucket getter. If you're facing switching defenses that are bogging things down and just need a guy to create his own shot, you have him. If you need a a floor spacer and a three-point shooter, you have Forbes. If you need a defensive presence and kind of a a hard-nosed vet, then you have Austin Rivers. So he's got – Finch has a lot of tools in his tool belt to be able to go and match up differently depending on what's happening on a given night, and that's a good thing for this team. No doubt about it. Hey, thank you to TSR Injury Law. Thank you to Manscaped. Thanks to All Energy Solar and Head Flyer Brewing. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Again, best way to listen is subscribe to your favorite podcast app. You can always go to TalkNorth.com and find all the shows. If you like basketball, please check out the Cheryl Reeve show as well. Uh, David Berry on to talk about uh, the team from the Lynx and the Team USA and women's basketball from an analyst standpoint. Uh, pre- always appreciate his input. For today, let's wrap up the show with a final thought from John Krasinski. Yeah, Jim, I just thought that uh, on the downside, uh, Nas Reed had a rough game. Um, yeah. And, you know, when, when you have Gobert and Towns out, this was a real opportunity for him to get a bunch of minutes start to build some confidence and and really try to show everyone that there might be still be a place in this rotation for him. And it, you know, he was the backup center and played almost exclusively at the backup five last year. Those minutes are gone. Uh, Finch has already said that he wants to have either towns or Gobert or both on the floor at the same time at all times. And so Reed is going to have to find a way to get either at the at play at the power forward or 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 fill in some other way and he was in foul trouble early picked up three fouls in the first quarter um and five fouls in 18 and a half minutes and just you had a hard time with Bam Adebayo who's a really really good center um and 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 a great player in this league and so you know at, while we temper our our kind of expectations with like say Anthony Edwards looking great and Bryn Forbes looking great and say, well, it's just one game. You can also say it on the other side. It's only one game for Nas Reed, um, but he had a, he had a tough one and he's going to have to play better going forward here 
if he's going to try and crack into a very stacked rotation in the front court. And uh, so that was a rough one, and he's going to have to rebound from that. Good stuff as always from John. Check in again with us next week. This is going to be a, a very interesting season. Also, you can check out the Viking Update show with John's voice on there as well. Uh, thanks to Brandon. Thanks to John. We will talk to you next week.